0: Welcome to the Bad Tutors Podcast. If you're here for the newest up-to-date and accurate information on the nerdy topics that are near and dear to your heart, well, let me tell you, you ended up in the wrong place. Here, we are all about hot takes and grandiose displays of misinformation, so stick along for the ride and you might just blow a blood vessel or two. So this is uh, definitely a welcome back from the latest episode between this year's Gen Con being going or happening... Two weeks ago, when last week's episode was supposed to come out, and work being insane for both of us. uh, We haven't had a lot of time to work on this, but we're back. And this might be a little bit shorter, but I think I'm going to have a good time at the very least. Because I have some new knowledge to deliver on to you, Tyler. Oh. Uh, And and we're going back to our roots. I'm going to teach you about some esoteric lore that you probably won't end up caring about that much after I'm done. But... Um, this time you don't get to know what it is until I'm totally done, or you guess it. (laughs) Because, like I just said, I was at Gen Con, and as you know, I've been looking into a couple new IPs lore. So, uh, who knows what I'm quite gonna throw at you today, All right, Uh, We'll we'll see how it works out. Uh, is this finally the heavily talked about Neopets episode? You... Say that jokingly, but have no idea how deep that rabbit hole goes.
1: Is all I'll (laughs) say about that.
0: That is not what this is, but that is a rabbit hole that could be dug down very deep if I wanted to. So be warned. Today, I'm just going to tell you a story. And as we all know, all good stories start with frogs. I think we can both agree on that. So today's story... Of course, we'll be starting with frogs. Old frogs. We are going to call these frogs the Old Ones. Now, in the story that I am about to tell, the Old Ones are the progenitors of all life in the galaxy. The Milky Way galaxy, as a matter of fact. And they would go from planet to planet, seeding new life where they saw fit. And they were the first to become a starfaring species by creating a large network of pathways in tunnels outside of the plane of reality, uh, just like divorced from it, so they could quickly traverse through the Milky Way galaxy and beyond. Right? Classic sci-fi shit we're talking about here. No, I don't know how or why but it doesn't matter. So, through I'd say through power of psychic ability was the basis for a lot of it and how it was used going forward. So there's three races outside of the old ones that we're going to be talking about today and we're going to be firstly focusing in on one of them. And this race has found themselves on a planet that is uh too close to its solar system's sun, right? So all of the levels of irradiation that one would receive, like we receive from our sun, is incredibly low and like skin cancer is a thing, but you know, it's an extreme case. For them, uh, they were basically just ended up being tumor people after a certain amount of time of just life because they were so close to the radiation of their home sun. So they were a short-lived, but rather technologically advanced race and incredibly, incredibly intelligent. But they just didn't live that long. Not their empire, but like the individual on whole did not live that long because of this. And after a while, they became massively spiteful assholes about everything and warred with each other and had just terrible civil wars and eventually they met up with the old ones again they were spacefaring at the very least whether or not they were as as spacefaring as the old ones uh who's to say but they could still get around and they eventually met them and they attempted to understand the secrets of eternal life that the old ones had clearly already mastered And were open about knowing they were immortal and being able to do that. But being the superior race and having more knowledge than uh, the cancer boys, they didn't trust anyone else with this ability and would not share the secrets with this race, which obviously caused them to be very upset (laughs) as their current life cycle was just dying after... A number of very short miserable years being covered in tumors and being constantly irradiated even when they had uh become spacefaring and like set out to the stars to get rid of this constant bombardment of radiation they found when they lived on other planets at this point their dna was so incredibly broken from all of these levels of radiation that they still had about the same lifespan regardless of the sun they were at or any any other factors they still had a very short lifespan just based on generations and generations of being irradiated so heavily that it modifies your dna it would seem so real fun stuff to start out here i would say you know yeah this caused um what really boils down to the first intergalactic war that that ga- that the milky way galaxy had ever seen now the old ones were vastly overpowered compared to the cancer boys and pushed them back to the very far reaches of the galaxy then they just kind of continued doing their thing seeding life where they saw fit doing doing what they want traveling around the galaxy this failure tempered their hatred so much not only towards the old ones themselves but also just inadvertently towards all other life in the galaxy realistically um they continued to advance and they continued to do more and more research and eventually they were able to communicate with this sort of these sort of beings made of pure energy like they were just Crackling green energy when you see and hear depictions of them, but they were able to communicate with them and they were told that they called themselves the Katan or Satan. There's a lot of different pronunciations, or they're also known as the Star Gods. Now, the Katan, is how I will pronounce it, uh, were very jealous of the power that the old ones held. And the pitiful little cancer boys. They saw them as a means to raise an army and possibly take power for themselves. Now, as I said, they had no physical body, but a very powerful Catan known as the Deceiver talked to the Silent King, one of the lead members of the Cancer Boy race. Um, And as you can already tell, the Deceiver, great guy super cool um nothing to like worry about or really talk about with him he just kind of talked for a little bit with the silent king and it was fine and everything was good and uh that's the end of my story so um the deal that they ended up making was that wait that's the silent... not the end of your story that's not the end of the story okay, i know you just, just i know
1: a fucker because the deceiver and it's obviously a bad person
0: Correct, one hundred percent, yeah, that is not the end of this story. Okay. um the silent king and his like head engineers and architects developed what kind of boiled down to like metal, very powerful living metal bodies for these katan and let them inhabit these bodies and bring physical form to the material plane. And they also said, hey, you gave us bodies. You want to take down the old ones as well. Fuck the old ones. We all think the old ones suck. What if I told you that I do have the secret to eternal life and I can give it to you? So uh, this group of astrology majors uh, made it so that they would also learn of eternal life, in turn, for helping the Katan take down the old ones. Now, they realized a little too late, unfortunately, that they had been tricked. Obviously, by the Katan, or de- I'd say you could say they were deceived. That's also an option. Yep, oh, I know. Wild shit. And they were taken in chains uh, to what are known as the biotransference chambers, where all of their flesh was completely burned off and replaced with either the same or a very similar living metal to what the bodies of the Catan were given. Now, this process took almost all semblance of autonomy from them, unless they were like uh, particularly powerful or like high ranking within society uh person beforehand because hey even a robot army needs some leaders that aren't the direct gods the to basically be talked into it they were told well all of the underlings are gonna like not have any cognizance but like you got it it's fine in a much more uh deceiving way than that obviously they all got tricked into that and became this giant robot army uh, under the order of the Catan. and on top of now having this sick robot army that listens to everything that they said uh it turns out that these beings of energy can feed upon this organic mass in terms of increasing their power so every time all of this biomass was burned up in the biotransference chambers, it was directly feeding into all of the Catan and making them stronger and stronger as well as now giving them a completely undying army, it would seem. And this put together made the intergalactic war with the Old Ones a lot closer than it was before where the Old Ones had just absolutely insane, unheard of technology that just, they couldn't do anything about now the playing field was a little bit more even. That all sounded about right so far?
1: Yeah, I don't mm-hmm, know the mm-hmm. IP, but keep going. Maybe I will.
0: Okay, I, I was curious. I was gonna ask. I wasn't sure if you were holding it back Is or there, not is there
1: any- You might
0: get it in a second.
1: Is there any way that I get it? Do I know this IP?
0: You do, you do okay. know this IP. Okay. Is it Bionicle? Did I actually learn it? Who knows? Who knows? All right. All right. You're right. The uh, proper nouns have been, uh, they haven't had enough vowels <laughs> yeah, to be so. <laughs> bionicle <laughs> IPs, to be perfectly you honest. Haven't,
1: you haven't been stumbling through pronunciations as much as you would have been bionicle.
0: That's true. That's a very good point. Uh, you. I'm not sure if you know, you're either going to get it in this next sentence or you, I don't think you will after that. Cause there's one word that you might know. That okay. might give it away well so, hang on hang on i know a lot okay. of
1: words okay i am a native english speaker i've been speaking it for a long time it's true it's true one.
0: i i i apologize i'm not trying to take into i'm not trying trying to aggress your vocabulary yeah you Fuck you, you might know this version of it though so what that turned into having kind of A power balance or even the Catan and robot army being like possibly even a little stronger than the old ones. The old ones needed something to bring the swing of the war back in their side. So we're going to talk about now the other two races. And the biggest one is the what is known as the Aldari. Now, does that give it away immediately? Do you know this word?
1: Um, Eldari sounds Eldari. so much like Eldar, and now I'm thinking that the robot army is Necrons.
0: Who knows? Is this hey, a lot? A, a lot of different IPs use the word Eldar. Tolkien used Eldar for a while as well, actually. If you didn't know that, that's a true fact. Okay, I, I didn't know that for a while either. Um, so the old ones knowing that the katan were very in tune with the psychic properties of the immaterium kind of just this theoretical different plane of existence within this universe they created the aldari as creatures that had an incredibly high connection to their emotions and feelings okay that tied it's yeah, it's 40k. Congratulations, yeah. <laughs> You figured it out. I'm I was wondering how long it was going to take. This is It the was it was full primer to It was 40K.
1: Eldari getting yeah. tied mm-hmm. to uh the emotions that did it because you were talking a lot about That's what psych- I figured. psychic stuff and I was like, okay, yep. hang on. This is in 40k for sure.
0: Yeah. Okay. Toads, right. really. I, frogs. Frogs. Yeah, frog I crazy. like I knew I knew that old ones would not inherently give it away because that means nothing. Like, yes, if you everything. already knew 40K, all right, fine. But like, I knew you didn't know it enough, so I didn't think it would. I couldn't remember if I had talked about the Catan. And yes, the race that I have been referring to, uh, the, it's the only proper noun that I hid because before, you're correct. The robots are the Necrons within okay. 40K. But before they were Necrons, they were known as the Necron tier which is just Necron with T-Y-R at the end, just as it sounds. Okay. And that's their big, like, cancer-ridden versions. And when they went through biotransference and became Necrons, they then became Necrons instead of tier. That's the differentiation between those two words. Okay. And I I also wasn't sure if you were going to get Silent King, because as soon as I said that, I was like, fuck, that was the commander of the Necron deck for (laughs) the new magic the gathering uh listen listen listen
1: i know that i know a lot about magic okay but there's been so I, much fucking magic I, content i okay, I'm, I'm not i'm, trying to I'm not to saying that that's in universe for the most part
0: oh for sure i'm not saying that in a way of like haha i got you i was just like that i think there's a card that's called biotransference i think there's a living metal something in there so i was like he might get it at this point, but interesting to see how long it took. So yeah, I will now be referring to them as their proper names. Oh yeah, the Necrons just, just, going to, forward.
1: just to tell you, um, the Silent King, which I do believe is the forward facing commander, the one that the box is built around. Uh, yeah, I, I think so. he gets played the least out of all of the uh, Necron commanders because the other
0: ones just go I believe that it with like a
1: fucking yeah. game sandwich.
0: Yeah, in the Infinite, uh, pun not intended, but it's there. Uh, is I think probably one of the stronger commanders in that deck for sure. And unfortunately, we won't be talking about him a lot today. He could be his own episode entirely. When you watch 40k stuff like podcasts and long form videos that have it, a lot of them have just like a full hour and a half, if not more, on in the Infinite. He's got a lot going on. In fairness... A lot of them, a lot of the things going on with him are just fucking memes and like non-canon memes. But he's also a very cool, very good character. Um, Anyways... Uh, so, I suppose to give you a little bit more, what we are talking about right now is called The War in Heaven. This is before anything that you know about. I know you don't know a ton about 40K, a bit but now. anything that yeah. you do know about it, it's before all of this. I knew for a fact that we hadn't talked about The War in Heaven in it, the very least any amount of depth. So, I could get away with possibly hiding it because the other. The other idea, the alt idea for this episode was just uh, like a 40 minute crash course going all the way up to a uh, current Warhammer lore. And I was like, that feels awful. And the reveal of how long can I go without you guessing this seemed way more fun. Right, so okay. that's where we're at. We're talking about the war in heaven. The thing that really sets up all of 40k. So okay. it was a quick recap with the information that we've had. The Necron tier. Are a race that were made by the old ones who make everything they got into a war because they wouldn't tell them how to live forever because they were crazy cancer people and they just couldn't keep living that way and they met up with these energy beings known as the katan who were made of pure energy they gave them bodies and then they tricked them into giving them their bodies in return for also metal bodies and powering up the katan so they could then Kill the Old Ones even though they have no agency or sentience at this point. And now we have gotten to the point where the Old Ones have made the Eldari, who I will now call the Eldar for fucking simplicity, uh, which are just Space Elves. I know you know that, but Eldar are Space Elves. And they are very in tune, as I was saying before this whole diatribe. Uh, with the psychic powers of what will be now known as the warp it's not the warp yet and that's a whole nother thing on its own um and they are incredibly in sync with their emotions and like feelings in the same way that humans are but like the idea of a like a human on their absolute best day ever and a human in their worst depressive episode that they could possibly imagine is like a f- a minor fraction of the feelings and emotions that an Eldar would be able to feel based on their connection to the Immaterium in the warp. That's just how they work. That's like where they get their power, basically. So this, at first worked pretty well. They were able to really tap into that and be able to fight the Catan pretty well, especially with the help of the Old Ones. But eventually, uh, the Catan and Necrons developed what is known as uh, Blackstone technology, which represented itself in, like, these massive, massive monoliths that repressed the energy of the warp in psychic energy in general it can almost if there are enough of them completely cut off an area from the immaterium is how it works one of the you might have heard of it one of the uh games that games workshop put out games workshop puts out is blackstone fortress where it's like a big dungeon crawl through one of these blackstone fortresses that is Talked about in the War in Heaven. So that was working for a while, but then as I kind of said, and this is I'm gonna briefly, briefly glance over an outline with the warp. Cause it's a whole thing, and I don't want to like really derail this again. The warp and the immaterium are kind of the same thing, but they're kind of different. It's kind of a before and after. The warp is where all of the negative thoughts and emotions and feelings go from anything that is connected to the immaterium. so humans eldar to keep things very simple they both feed into the warp which is where the four main demons and gods in 40k come from by nature of having all of these negative emotions within the warp that's as base as i'm gonna get for now does that at least somewhat make sense there's so much more that goes into it but like that's the base version. Sure. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's it's bad place that's fueled fueled by emotion. That's the the gist okay. of it. Um in being bad place that's fueled by emotion, there were still rips happening throughout the galaxy because obviously in a war there's a lot of bad feelings and emotions across the board, not only from the Eldar and Other races that the old ones were creating to help them in this war, as well as probably the old ones on their own. Um, The interesting part is that the Necrons now being robots and no longer having a physical body or a soul, um, they did not feed into the warp anymore they found that they have been completely shut off from it and cannot feel it at all as well as they can't feel emotion in general because they're now they're robots and that's the they be robots that are egyptian um and that's kind of how that went for a while of the eldar from time to time they were getting attacked by demons and a race known as the enslavers that i hadn't heard about but they like can capture psychically minded people and fuck with them and like open big rifts into the warp and summon demons and things. So while it, the psychic presence of the Eldar worked against the Catan, it was a double-edged sword that they were defeating their enemy, but they were also creating a new, very powerful enemy at the same time that was really hindering their kind of forward momentum in this war and in kind of a latch last ditch attempt to save themselves the old ones created one more race that is worth mentioning and these are known as the crooks k-r-o-r-k-s now these are just hyper-intelligent killing machines they are very smart very big very fast very resourceful and it was kind of seen as something to be able to combat the undying ranks of robots that would just file into them forever and keep getting back up and if you notice the similarity in names in current times 40k we have the orcs and it is theorized that croarks, you, are orcs used to be crooks. And the fact of after all of this that we're talking about kind of resolved, they are still just fungus creatures that have the drive to kill and only to kill and then kill some more. And it's theorized that they didn't have anything to fight, so they fought each other so much that they fought themselves stupid. So they still can like make things and have all of the like good orky bits that you know of throughout 40k that eventually we'll get into at some point because they're so fun. But uh, they just beat themselves stupid. And that's so funny. That <laughs> I, is, just that or- funny. I just love I just love orcs. Used to be real smart and could like dominate anything. Like people have said in in pure conjecture that if the orcs were crooks. Uh, The setting of 40k wouldn't exist. They would simply be too fucking strong. They would completely destroy the Imperium of Man. They would destroy everything. So it's really funny that they just beat themselves Really stupid. So with these all of these things combined um, (coughs) Because obviously you could only control Kroarks so much if they finished off if you were in a fight with a bunch of Necrons and Catan and the old ones and Kroarks uh, and the Necrons in Catan were defeated. The crooks would just fucking turn on the old ones still in some cases. So like it was just all war, all go, all the time. And with all of this, the Eldar being effective, but also hindering themselves by sheer presence of existing. Um, the old ones were unable to turn the tide of battle all the way and the Katan and their armies of Necron warriors were able to nearly if not entirely eradicate the old ones there are of course other theories and things that could come up and things that could happen that hey maybe they didn't get all of them but like at bare minimum they got almost all of them and there are no more, we haven't heard anything of an old one throughout the lore of 40K, pretty much since we heard about their existence. We haven't heard anything else about them. Um, And that saw the end of the war in heaven. It kind of set the stage for what was to come through the rest of Warhammer 40K, Uh, It established the Eldar and where they came from, where the orcs came from, where the Necrons came from, of course. Technically where humans came from because, of course, the old ones also created humans. They're just not really relevant in the war in heaven. They were still very underdeveloped and not uh, part of this story at all. And it also sets up the warp to be what it will be in the rest of 40k which is basically the dimension of demons and also where you have to travel through uh to get anywhere because 40k does not have ftl travel there are other ways that they get around but no one has created faster than light travel as you see it in like a star trek or something oh also for i mean i guess for any 40k fans listening, Um, the thing that the old ones were using to get around that I talked about as a network of things is referred to as the Webway, which is also how all of the Eldar throughout normal 40k uh, get around as well, especially the Dark Eldar. The Dark Eldar have uh, their whole city within the Webway, and uh, they continue to use it because it was built upon psychic power and continues to work on psychic power and building more parts of it and things like that. And there's more that happens with the webway, obviously. 40K's been going for fucking decades. But this is just um the, the little crash course, the little world primer that I like to do when we talk about a new setting. And uh, at this point, if you haven't guessed it already, Tyler, uh, you just learned the intro to the world. So now it's open season for me to drop new Warhammer lore on you. At any point in time. If you didn't Wonderful. pick up on that yet. No, I got that. <laughs> yeah, I'm not saying the next six episodes Whoa. are going to be 40k, but it's nice to now have that as a thing that I can fall back on. when I need to put something together quickly.
1: Wilson is not a fan of 40k. He is no, he's not. his disinterest.
0: I can hear him. He's being very vocal about it. Uh,
1: but I like it. It's... Esoteric horror. what's not to like?
0: Pretty much, yeah. It's I'd say if dark. I, yeah, getting into if I do other things in it now, realistically, I will probably like ask you what you want to hear about. I know you want to hear about Tau. I I know you. I mean, everyone wants to hear about orcs. Orcs are just fun. There's nothing. There's nothing bad about orcs. They're just fun little guys that uh, kill everything all the time, constantly. <laughs> but other than that uh i i hope unironically i hope you did enjoy this it's some fun stuff to get into it might not be exactly your cup of tea but i hope that you enjoyed enough that uh you had a good time and if you if i do a couple in the future you'll be at least somewhat interested i don't actually seek to just bore you <laughs> for my need to talk about 40k i have other people i can talk about it with if i need to uh
1: yeah, no, it's fine. We can talk about it. It's always fun.
0: I mean, and I'm still waiting to hear you talk about Vampire: The Masquerade. So I
1: don't even know where to start, dude. There's like there's so many great content creators out there that go through like each clan.
0: And Yeah, same, same. dude. I know exactly how you feel. That's going into Warhammer shit. I mean, I I can
1: yeah, I mean, I could do it. It just like it starts with a lot of biblical stuff, and I'm not.
0: Uh, it do start with a lot of biblical stuff. That's the, true. The first
1: vampire was Cain. It's, Cain, yeah, it's,
0: it's yeah. Cain in that canon. Yeah, yeah,
1: and so all vampires. Are I mean, known he was
0: Hmm. So. It's it's a fun lore. I like it, but you're right. It does seem like a lot. Um, and as I did say within the episode that I was looking into Bionicle lore. And uh, let me tell you, that shit is indecipherable. I tried so hard. I tried so fucking hard learn <laughs> Bionicle lore. And oh my God, it's so deep. It goes so deep and I don't get it. It's... <laughs> fuck. Like I thought it 40k. Because
1: of right? just what it is.
0: Yeah, like it's at its core a kids series. Yeah,
1: so like it—it it must be—it's
0: insane. It must be
1: deep because there's not there can't be too much media on it, right?
0: There's like fifty plus books, multiple movies, five or six TV shows, a couple games. There's like a lot more Bionicle stuff than you think there is. Oh yeah oh no dude bionicle like i'm not trying to over exaggerate this like i because i've joked with you the the intro uh Luton 09 is like the guy the go-to guy for uh 40k stuff yeah. And his he has a playlist on YouTube that in fairness is ever growing. It's currently at 128 videos and it's Warhammer 40K lore and history in order. Um oh, damn. <laughs> the bionicle one on the other hand was about 8 hours and I have never been more confused in my life. Um the level of detail is so absurd. And also, it doesn't help that all of the names sound very similar. That's like definitely a big issue with it, in my opinion. Not issue, but an issue in my understanding of it, because they're all Toa. So it's prefix and suffixes. That is your only differentiating feature between like all of the different naming sequences gotcha. throughout the whole fucking series. And it's very dense and very difficult to parse, even though like I really gave it a good shot. I really tried to learn it. I'll probably try again at some point. You might get that one day, but like you probably won't. It's so much. I really <laughs> tried. I don't blame you. I'm, And it's just a kid's series. Like that's the real thing to me. Cause like, that's one of the ones where you can't even... i would be like going, nah, G.I. Joe isn't a kid's series. It's about uh, soldiers. And it's like, no, that's not... Fucking what did you say? That's not how this works. Like, it's a it's a toy brand that just has, like, the deepest fucking lore I've ever seen, which is kind of the same comment that I made about Predator, <laughs> even with the exception, of course, that Predator is certainly much less kid-friendly in the, like, toy business. But it is still there. Sure.
1: But I, I but, imagine like Transformers also has some pretty deep lore because it's
0: been around for so long. I don't know. I know they have a lot of it. I don't know how deep it like how intricate it gets. Uh, yeah, as we'll compared find out. to some of these <laughs> other ones. Yeah. I've, if you're looking to do the fucking Transformers lore, I'm here for it. Just leave the Bayverse out. I've I know all of that. No, it's the, the most important verse videos. It's
1: the most important verse.
0: The cartoon version has weird L in it, you're wrong that's not a joke by the way there's a chase sequence to dare to be stupid by weird al in one of the cartoon transformers movies
1: yeah but there's no shia labeouf
0: that's true did you think there about no shia LaBeouf.
1: there's no mark Wahlberg. did you think about that's, that no that
0: one's okay that one's okay you don't like uh, mark because i mean the big Marky thing to mark take apart is marky mark really hates crime and if you want to know more about it uh just look up mark Wahlberg hate crime and that's where we will end the episode uh oh i have God. been ian
1: i'm always Tyler.
0: and we hope you have a great rest of your week weekend day whenever you've been listening to this and we hope you come back Jesus for the next Christ. episode that is definitely not about mark Wahlberg. that's what you think